a lot of pressure, but welcome to the Busy Romnivores, everyone, where four busy friends get together and we talk about really important things like spider cum and triceratops heads and chicken fingers and just have a good old time. Wow. Uh, I'm Kristen. I'm Haley. <laughs> I'm Mariana. And I'm Sabrina. Our prompt from last episode was menage a trois. I'm very excited mm. to see what y'all came up Wait, with that. Before we start, I have something very important, which is last episode we talked about second chances, and Haley recommended The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy, and afterwards I immediately went and read The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy because Haley and Kristen couldn't stop squealing about it. I am so here to be your third person so that you have to read this book now. To me, after three people recommend a book, I have to read it. It's so good. I'm your third person to recommend this book because, oh my God, like I read Shipwrecked and then I read Undertaking of Heart Mercy right after. Two five stars in a freaking row. It almost put me in a book slump. <laughs> I just, I need listener to know it really was that good. And it really was second chances. It was great. It was great. Okay. Um, that was it. That's all I really needed to say. I will. Sabrina, so you have good. to read it now. Sorry, friend. Yeah, I guess I don't have a choice now. I'll have to read it. I, but <laughs> I have to. Okay, so to like to be clear though, just to like, I know that we have already bantered a lot, but like also this is book related, right? So like, <laughs> I'm just gonna talk about it for a second. I am so deep in a Ruby Dixon black hole. It's not even funny. Like <laughs> I. Well, I mean, y'all are gonna all hear about the book I read this for this month but I read it because I was like oh I've been meaning to read that that works for menage a trois and now I'm two rereads and six books in I started that Monday okay that's so funny because my book is also Ruby Dixon oh shut up (laughs) and and this is the first book I have ever read by Ruby Dixon where it did not send me into a spiral of rereads. Okay, to be fair, though, I, I, I think I know what book you're talking about, and yours doesn't mm-hmm. have, like, 49 books in the freaking universe. <laughs> and, okay, so I, should I just dive into mine? Yeah, should dive just, in, yes. dive in. Let's, we're hopping right in. Let's go, baby. All right, so my choice for Ménage Trois was Servant of the Spidey by Ruby Dixon. Now, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, a menage a trois is an arrangement in which three people share a sexual relationship, typically a domestic situation involving a couple and the lover of one of them. Okay, so this is the very, like, oh. foundational definition. Oh. Um, So when I went into big brain stuff, I was like, how am I going to make this fit? Because I do not agree, right? Um, So technically, by this definition, I failed this prompt. Me too. Because my (laughs) thing is not that. Um, So first off, um, this is... The Spidey, uh, Servant of the Spidey by Ruby Dixon is part of her Anchors and Aspects series, which is completely different from her Ice Planet Barbarians, Corsairs, all that stuff. Ice Home is diverse. Yeah, all that. It's a completely different universe. 
Um, and this book is not the first one. Um, and I have not read any other books in this series. <laughs> Just, no, I'm with you this week. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like, I need a menage a trois. And I, here's the thing. I read other menage a trois. I read um, Pucking Around, which was mm, like chef's beautiful, beautiful, majestic. Like I, But then I was like, this won't be fun to talk about because I will just be saying – how much I loved it. Um, and then I read Beast by Katie Robert, and I was like, this is good, but I don't know if it's quite what I'm looking for um, for to the podcast. So then I was like, I know, Ruby Dixon. So I mm-hmm. saw Servant of Spidey, and I was like, this is it. And I started reading it, and I was like, I have made a mistake, but I am no. too far into it. And it will work for a bit, so I'm going to finish it. Um, yeah. So what we have here is we have the main protagonist, Yelena. She is in the fantastical world uh, where the gods inhabit. And she is... Um, she has had a traumatic life. Uh, she was like trigger warning for uh, abuse and child abuse and uh, non-consensual sexual relationships that are not on page. But hi, um, listener, if this is a problem for you, please like fast forward the next like 10, 15 minutes. Um, So yeah, so she was like sold into slavery as like a child um, by her mother at a tailor and she was like this is great i'm sewing stuff and this is fun and i'm learning a life school skill i'm a slave but like i don't know because i'm a child um and then she like got boobs and the tailor was like "Mm." (laughs) and then she was like sold to a brothel because the tailor's wife wasn't like that so she has basically spent her whole life going from like sex slave to sex slave to brothel um until she finally ends up in the as the bed slave of a different god, um, Aaron, the god of storms. Um, and he just sees her as like an object. Yes, Mariana. How is Aaron spelt? Is it A-A-A-R-O-N? A-R-O-N. A-R-O-N. Okay, I just needed to know. Sorry. Like the Pokemon. Continue. Yeah. I was thinking A-A-R-O-N. And no. then I was I like, think, I'm not I think we all were. Seriously. Yeah. Um, no, A-A-R-O-N. Uh, um... And then I don't know exactly. Then they start traveling and like there's Aaron finds his anchor, which is faith. And I guess the whole thing is the gods come. They've been kicked out of the God realm. They're in this other fantastical realm and they all have to have an anchor in the human world um, in order to learn humanity. Um, And she is not Aaron's anchor. And they go up, they have a quest. There, I guess there's like an important thing in the other books. I don't know. Um, but I, my book started and the Spidey like showed up. And the Spidey are basically the Moira of this realm. They are the fates. They are um, three aspects. Like past, I love, wait, present, future. 
Hey God, I love that you said the Moira and all three of us just kind of looked looked at you and then you were like, the fates. And all three of us were like, oh, oh. okay. <laughs> like, we not smart like that. It was no. all at once. Every single head in here mm-hmm. except for yours, Haley, like did the exact same nod at the exact same time. <laughs> so, so they are the fates. Um, they are the gods of fate. And um, they are, like, like Greek mythology, they are associated with, like, the threads, right? Um, in Greek mm-hmm. mythology, it's the three elderly women, um, and they clip and sew whatever the, the, the um, thread of fate. Um, and here, it's the spy day. And um, also, Ruby Dixon gives a lovely trigger warning at the beginning of the book. She's like, hi, um, there are spiders in this book. Like, not just, like, oh, a spider, like... There are fucking spiders everywhere. <laughs> if you have a problem with that, this is not the book for you. Please see my other back catalog. And I was like, okay, uh, I'm good with it uh, because I have read the Spider Mates trilogy by uh, Tiffany, Tiff- Tiffany Roberts. Tiffany Roberts. Yeah. Uh, and loved it uh, mm-hmm. as well as the. Oh, on. We can't go well, on that tangent. Go, oh, go, cannot, go. Cannot. As well as CMS Costa's uh, Wheel of the Year situation with so that mean. guy. Uh, I, am, I am down with a hot spider, okay? Not a problem for me. Or so I thought. Oh, um, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, turns out I am okay with certain things and not others um so these all these guys are look the same okay they are humanoid they look like human they have long sort of hair one has blue eyes he is the past his name is Ozef. um one has silver eyes and is very like mm, domineering possessive um this is nesca and then one has dark eyes and sees the future and his name is zoran okay um, I thought they were brothers. They are not brothers. They are basically the same person that has been split into three, which comes in later, I feel like, and is important with sexy times because I'm not sure how I feel about three brothers and swords crossing. But if you're the same person, is it just masturbation? And that's okay. Um, Like, I don't know. Um, so... It is the line we do walk. Right? I mean, I also, like, I'm also not going to say that I haven't read a book where sibling swords cross. exists. Yeah, like, I've definitely read that book multiple times. Yeah. In multiple different scenarios. And I'm like, okay, so we, she, you have Yelena. She agrees to be the anchor for not one, but three gods, because they're all the aspect. And she's like, all right. So they whisk her away to their tower, which is at the end of nowhere, out of time, okay? And the first thing she notices is that there are spider webs everywhere. She, like, is deposited in this room with no windows, no doors. There's just a bed and a chair and just every wall. Just think every surface of every wall is just a endless sheet of spider webs. Okay? Just spider mm-hmm. webs. And this 
is the bit because when they first come to like visit her she's like no one's there and then they just materialize out of the wall and i was like oh god our <laughs> listeners are going to be like i have a thing for i guess yeah. for heroes that just pop out of walls like because that's what they do every now and then they we just all know like, yes you Hush. that's your stick you, i was just gonna say you have a shtick <laughs> you have a niche <laughs> Ailey. I, like I if somebody needs a popping out of walls wreck, that's yours. It's okay. I'm I realized about it. Yeah. three seconds before coming on here, uh, every single book I've done is aliens, so it's fine. <laughs> we all no. we all have our I was we all have our place. That. It's fine. I, uh, Haley, you know I hate this, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> they just appear. <laughs> And they do, and, they, and at the beginning, like, she can't go anywhere because there's no door or window to her room. So if she wants to go or move anywhere in this tower, she has to wait for one of them to find her and, like, bring her somewhere. And, like, they're gods, so they don't need to eat, they don't need to sleep, they don't need to do anything. And they are not, even though they watch, like, the threads of fate and everything, they're not super familiar with, like, everyday human needs, which is the whole point of the anchor. Like, that's her job, is to, like, teach them humanity because they've been so detached that they don't understand the world they're like governing right um and so like they're just and she is a bed slave and they part of their thing was like she's going to serve them like in all all aspects of that word right so she has one guy uh nesca the silver-haired one i mean and gray-eyed one and he's just like, all right, skirts up. And she's like, all right, because that's literally has been her life. And she's like, this is, I mean, it's literally like he's sucking her from behind the kitchen. She's just like, have I done my taxes? Like, what's the situation? Oh I need to make a grocery list. And that's she's a like, free use you? kind of situation. That's horrifying. <laughs> yeah. I was but like, but that's like, but like non-consensual free use, which I don't think is, <laughs> that's not the point. Right? It was like deeply horrifying. And I'm just like, I get it. And because she's like, they are God. They are literal gods. And she's like, I can't tell them no, because they are gods. Um, eventually, like, they realize that just fucking her whenever they want without any emotional connection isn't fun. And then they find each other and love each other and blah, 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 blah. End of story. This is an all sex, no plot situation. She never leaves that tower. She does random ass stuff like sew dresses and make a, uh, a garden. And she gets a pony sized spider pet. But other than that, she is just in that tower getting fucked and eaten out it, like they really like that so a pony sized spider oh, yeah. pet so, get the no that is, that's how she gets her food that's yeah. how she gets her food she's like they're like oh, how, no. she's like there's no garden there's no she there's a kitchen but there's no food she's like how do i get feed me and they're like just say what you want and you'll get it and so like she'll like i'm hungry and then like pods Okay, pods of webbing will show up and she will have to cut it open. And then there will be like fruit or like a dead chicken that she has to like pluck and cook. And that is how she gets her food. And it turns out mm -mm. it is the giant 
Pot oh, oh, here's, here, oh wait, here is why I love all the other spider stuff, but didn't like this one, okay? Here is why. So she is getting like dicked down, right? And it happens the first time and it is like, he comes inside her in like the kitchen and it is cold and it is wet and it is spider webs. He comes <gasps> spider webs. And that <laughs> no. was my hard limit. And that is where I was like, I can't. Like, I, I would rather have a fucking spider fuck me and have spinnerets, right, separate from the cum than have a human that looks human have spider web cum. Mm -mm. Okay. Okay. You know that your mama joke where it's like, your mama's so old, she got spider webs in yeah. her cum? <laughs> no. <laughs> Talk but like, yes. What the fuck? This is a literal your mom it joke. Is. No, I am going to be the odd man out here and say I'm mad about it. Oh no! Okay, first I don't of all, have a problem with that. Wait, wait, I wait, love wait. That for you. Quote: The god grunts once again, and then something cold and wet floods my insides. When I pull my hand back out and examine it, I see spider webs. So wait, is yeah, she like attached to him? No, then? this is like pre. Like, does he have to be like, hold on, let me get the scissors and like <laughs> snip, no, snip, I, like no, break it, it off, like, and then like. No, I think it just like comes out. It's like it's like a Spider Man, like the web, and then like he just like it's no longer attached. It's like so like that. What if she has pube hair and it like? You yeah. know, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking well, about that, a lot of Then logistics. you just treat it like you just treat it like gum. Go get some peanut butter from your little pony sized spider. Bro, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> I, this does make me remember, though. I forgot to tell you all this earlier. So I'm saying that spider webs in my cooch is not a hard limit. I did find a hard romance reading limit the other day. I DNF'd a 14 book that? series for it. It was Sand Planet, where there's no water at all. <gasps> because all of the descriptions, I was like, but the sand, but, but the, but the <laughs> sand, but the, but the sand, you can't Ooh. even rinse off the sand. What? No. And oh. I like, I loved the book books. I loved the characters. I loved the writing and I got two point like nine books in and i was like i can't do it anymore i can't do it <laughs> and so i finished that point one percent and said this is I'm my out. like yeah like this is this is the one that got away this is the one that got away <laughs> that is the spy day uh servant of the spy day by ruby dixon big brain stuff I gave it four noms because there were three spider dudes and menage a trois means three. And even though I'm just completely ignoring the definition I gave you and saying it fits because three dudes and she does eventually get dicked down by all three dudes. Um, pants feelings? Um, <laughs> Zero? Negative five apparently for you. I was about to ask if we could go negative. <laughs> I mean, I, I, let me, um, okay, I have, to, we have two separate pants feelings here, Haley. Your pants okay. feelings before the spider web come, and then mm. your pants feelings after the spider web come. 
So here's the thing. The spider web come happens literally in chapter three. Um, <laughs> oh. Like, oh. this is, like, before any of the emotional connection. Um, so that really doesn't work because that was established very early on. Um, and I was like, mm, don't like that. And then it got me thinking, like, this entire tower is spider webs. <gasps> no, you didn't say that just, part. Oh, my God, Haley. <laughs> are they just, like, jacking off? Is, like, is the fact that there's spider webs all over every wall? Their whole castle is a cum sock. <laughs> what if their world is just... The inside I'm, of a cum sock and the organisms that apparently are thriving. I am not this mad is horrendous. about a cum-covered castle. I've been reading. Okay, so I've been reading a lot. I've been reading Finley Fen's orcs. So I am no stranger to a horrifying amount of cum everywhere. It's no longer horrifying. No, 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 no. Finley Fens and the orcs and the fountains of cum. I, I. Am a so, like I use Morning Glory Milking Farm as a friendship litmus test. Mm-hmm. I don't mind like literal milk jugs of cum. <laughs> um, it is when it is cold, wet spiderweb cum that is now covering this tower that she is trapped in. That I find myself. I'm like I don't think I like. I want to like this because I like. Again, I'm still, don't mind a spider. I know you're I'm still st- like, I'm still not mad about it. I'm not happy about it. Like, to be clear, I'm not I'm not delighted by this information or this possibility, this headcanon that their castle is soaked in cum like some <laughs> fucking Randy 13-year-old's laundry. But, like, <laughs> I, I'm not negative about just, it. I know. I just, I just hate the fact that she's like can feel it. She's like, she's like he <gasps> ejaculates, and she's like can feel inside herself that it is cold and it is wet. Like that just, it reminds me of like an IV. You know, like when you get like an IV and you can feel like the cold traveling through your veins, right? Okay. Like, I was thinking cold spaghetti, just <laughs> yeah inside yeah. your vagina. But that's like that's like, like it's like you just feel this. Yes, cold IV spaghetti is like in her um, vagina. So okay, big brain stuffs. I gave it. You four didn't give us I, a number for pants feelings, my love. She's getting there. I I, um, I originally was like because um, I tend to be generous. I was like three and a half. Um, and then I like, after discussing it with y'all and saying, I was like, no, Haley, be honest with yourself. Um, I literally was just getting through this for the bit about them coming out of the walls. Um, it's a two. <laughs> it is a two for pants feelings for me. I like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't know if it was my headspace or like what, um, Sabrina, this might've been a five for you because they certainly, um, dicked down well. Um, and eventually, like, there was no, there is no, uh, black moment in this book, okay? It is just, she only has two of them at once, and she's sad because she wants all three of them, and then at 90%, she has all three of them, and then there's an epilogue, okay? So that is it. There is no, there is no dark moment. Once again, all spice, no plot, here for the spider vibes. If this is your thing, this is your (laughs) book, okay? Friend, you were so generous with two. 
Yeah, I am. <laughs> I was a little um, surprised that you gave it too, Haley. I'll be honest. I am. Okay, so, but this is, like, my Goodreads score. Like, for Goodreads, for the most part, like, if you wrote a book, okay, you wrote the book and you got it out there, I'm going to give you a three, okay? Unless you say real bad stuff in it or, like, you're just atrocious with copy editing and, like, major, major mistakes, then maybe a two. But if you wrote a book, okay, I'm going to give you a three. If I enjoyed it. I'm going to give you a three and a half, four. If it was could not put it down, still thinking about it, going to give you a five. If you were racist, like misogynistic, I'm going to give you like a one. Okay? That's generally my Goodreads scoring situation. You are Um, so nice in here. Because, like, there are going to be books in here that I'm reading zeros in some places i'm 100 percent. this is not like this that's her disclaimer my disclaimer i am not going by my normal rating you don't get you don't get noms for writing a book in this house you want to know why because if you get four if you get 12 noms you're dtf and i'm not dtf with some of those books out there baby mm. and so and that's and i feel like so i I don't know. So for me, it was like two, like four noms because I think it qualifies for brain stuffs. Pants feelings for two. Um, swoons for like one and a half. Um, no, I know I'm gonna go solid two there because because swoons they give her presents and one of the presents she gets is a mirror where she can spy on literally anyone in the present doing anything. <laughs> is her That's present not-, not her freedom? Like she's like, still no. yeah. So she so she can't That's not on the leave. Table. Um, she cannot leave because they can't leave. And in the world, if you're an anchor, you can only like, it's like a proximity thing. Like you can only get Uh. so far away from your aspect or else you're in like terrible pain. Plus she's in the middle of nowhere. She doesn't know where she's going, but they can't leave the tower. So it's like, they're, they're just as trapped there as she is. So... Okay, well, oh, this I, would is all just terrible. Like every, I would just like everybody to know that I have a new love language, and it's a mirror that lets me be a nosy fucking bitch. <laughs> That's, that, if you can bring me that, that is like... Yeah, uh, it was great. Um, she, like, learned how to bake bread, and they uh, spied on people. Um, there was, like, a, like spied on people having sex, and it was like... Mm, That's a mood. Porn, though. Um... That ending, though, um, she does get an epilogue. I mean, it's like it has an epilogue where she gets to have the garden that she always dreamed of. So good for her. Um, And they all live happily ever after forever because she won't die and she won't age because she's out of time. So like three noms. Okay, I will say swoons. (laughs) I give a solid two because of that like voyeur mirror and the fact that she had her period and didn't like it and was felt bad and then she didn't have her period again and she was like omg pregnant with spider babies and they're like nah we just like got rid of it for you because we didn't like to see you in pain so i did that's the love language i did really appreciate that i that is a good swoon i did really so that was like solid two for me Haley, mm-hmm. you just that you barely DTF. That's an I eleven, because you have to get above ten to be DTF. Yeah. That's wild. Wow, it's possible. I literally was thinking earlier today. I was like, I don't know if we're ever gonna have a non DTF book. And what's so bizarre is this is a Ruby Dixon. Oh, I'm sure I'm gonna love the shit. Yeah. Out of it. And I was like, 
I don't understand, but that was me. So um, if you like cold, wet spider web hum. Make it and, sound worse. <laughs> you, I and, like, you are making this. You, stop <laughs> sitting on that, okay? You also get a pony-sized spider friend, okay? Like, that's... His, his Don't say is, that. His name is Apple, and he was the literal literal best part of this story. She had a giant pony-sized spider that she could play fetch with and would bring her stuff from all of time and space. So I see him as a win. web butt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey. Apple does sound cute as shit, but I'm not okay with, like, the pretense in which he is living i don't uh, this is this is yeah. so no for like this is Here's hitting so many nas for me we've already talked about how we all feel about ruby dixon and i did not finish bound to the battle god which is the i believe it's the first book it in is. the aspects and anchor yes. series i could not finish it so it's just not my it, series all right who's next <laughs> What are we, HK? Kristen, you up, baby. All right. So I think it's so funny that Haley did the book that she did because I am doing Thieves and Monsters by Cleo Evans, which is part of the Three Fates Mafia series, which is like a monster mafia book. And it's Cerberus. This is the only mafia book I've ever enjoyed. Except it for, like, is, maybe one other. <laughs> it is Cerberus. So it's literally Servant of the Spidey, but Cerberus, so no spider web cum. Um, is it dog cum, then? Uh, oh, don't say that. Don't I say mean, that. I mean, technically, like it. but ah! <laughs> it's not gross. I to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why do I have a problem with that, but not wolves? Okay, but it's hellhound. Like, it's not dog. <laughs> Like, can we... You, you hear that, Gumbo? <laughs> can, we, can we make that disclaimer now? Like, it is not dog This cum. is a bestiality-free podcast they for now. Can we, say shifter? can we say shifter on here? Or do they shift? They, are they people? Or are they just always dog form? No, they're like shifters. So okay. they oh, are three separate men that shift into... Like a monster form individually and a monster form as the three of them. Transformers? Yes, they're Voltron? Mighty Morphin Power Hellhounds, y'all. <gasps> this is a Voltron dog? Yes. <laughs> three headed, three knotted Hellhound Voltron dog. My book is so boring compared to y'all's. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> continue though so ashley is our thief and she works for hercules and he is sending her to steal a piece of art from cerberus and they catch her some of them want to kill her some of them want to fuck her um it's a good time for big brain stuffs though i only gave it a three um you'll you'll find the theme three is uh Cleo Evans is heavy handed with the threes in this book. I have a, I took a note that I highlighted three as like just a theme in the book 17 times. And that was only the threes that I noticed. So like 
She owes $3 million in debt. That's why she works for Hercules. Cerberus is three-headed. The Fates, obviously, there are three Fates Mafia. Like, it's... There's a lot going on here that's to do with three. However, we don't actually have, like, a... Only three people have sex point. We have two people having sex, and we have... Three people having sex and like a voyeur in the room, but like they're still kind of participating. There's never just a menage a trois only. It is four or two, pretty much. Oh. Um, so that's why it didn't get five for me. But yeah, did you hear that three knots? Each of the men have one of them has one knot, one of them has two knots, and one of them has three knots on their dicks. Wait, call, wait, you, you wait. call that an anal bead penis. <laughs> wait, exactly. wait, how does this, wait, how does this occur? Is this like, okay, is this like wonk, wonk? No, 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 no. It's or like, it is like wonk, wonk, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonk. Like, For listening okay. reference, Haley was asking, are these horizontal or vertical on? Yeah, They're vertical along the shaft. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, um, sorry, <laughs> listeners, for that wonk situation. That is that is Haley language for was it horizontal or was it vertical? Mm-hmm. 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 Visuals um, help. They can with, with, with that with that language. Yeah, yeah. For the record, we're moving right along into pants feelings. The the knots fully played into this pants feelings situation. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So they can shift different parts of their body. So, like, they can have monster cock, but, like, man body, oh, which is, like, good. They can be inside fun. of her and then shift into the monster cock. We got a which was a good one. situation going on over here. It was good. It was good times. Um, there's a lot of kink. But the only thing, so it, it got four pants feelings for me. But the only thing that really, and uh, this is fully covered in the triggering content warnings at the beginning of the book but there's a lot of spitting uh, and like not like because you know in the moment spitting as lubrication is like a thing that's fine but it's like a it's like a degradation kink kind of spitting like a, I'm gonna spit in your mouth and you have to take it kind of a thing and I was not into it I didn't okay. know that that was a limit for me but it is yeah, in this book because I just read it in a different book and it was fine. So I don't know. I don't know. Spitting on stuff like for lubrication, mm-hmm. absolutely fine. Do not mind it. Um, like kissing, like sloppy, mm-hmm. messy kissing. Don't mind it. Um, you spitting in my mouth. <laughs> no, it was full know. on. Like, get on your knees, open your mouth. I'm gonna spit on you from standing up. Mm-mm. I just I got guess, in the right headspace. I think mm-hmm. my theme for this episode is all of you going and me going. I ain't mad about it. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It 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 never took me so far out of it that I did not I mean, enjoy the still the, got the sex four scene pants feelings. It did. You know, it didn't tank you down to a one or a two like spider come. Absolutely I, not. Yeah, I just like I don't understand because it doesn't make sense because I literally my husband and I were traveling 
And oh God. like oh we God. had this is going way different. <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> we have like an electric toothbrush and with two separate heads. Like like I have one and he has one. When we travel, mm. we just take one base and we take our two separate uh toothbrush heads. And for like two weeks, um we both thought we were, I thought I was using my toothbrush head and he also thought that was his toothbrush head. So we were like both using the same toothbrush head for like two weeks. And I was like, meh. Um, but like, if my That's husband That's my hard to, limit. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm not using your toothbrush. I know, it's like weird. It should like, it's like, it's like, I, this is, and it did, it did gross me out. I was like, ugh. And then I'm like, I literally, like, put my mouth on his mouth, like, every That's day. That's different, though. It's not like you're scrubbing gunk off his teeth yeah. with your tongue. Like, it's, they're, it's, it's weird. I know. I, like, I was like, ugh. Um, but that is where, like, that is where spitting in my mouth. It's like, I just, like, mm-hmm. it's the whole, like, I was like, Oh, we were sharing the same toothbrush. <laughs> and I'm just like, I literally had just made out with him. It was like, why am I so repulsed by this? I'm like, eh. but that no. is where that is where spitting in my mouth comes in. I'm like, you you like they're like, I'm fine. No. But you like spit? Mm-mm, nope. Some things are sacred. Toothbrushes, socks. Don't wear my fucking socks. I made the mistake of letting oh, somebody borrow a, a pair of socks. Though. And I can't, I can't look at every, literally every time since letting those people wear those socks, every time I see them in my freaking, wa- like, laundry basket, I'm like, oh, those are the socks that so-and-so wore. So I will say this, I have to be, like, in the headspace knowing I'm going in with the degradation thing, mm-hmm. because, I'm so sorry, Belle wouldn't stop bothering me, um, I, like, I read the book Losers, which is like a full-blown poly um like five anyways it's not this book that i read for this week but there's a like everyone's into degradation kind of kink and there's a lot of spitting in the mouth and mm-hmm. i'm normally like that's not my thing but i was kind of like mm. that's I, the not thing for me, but mm. like it's not Works it's not it? totally a no but it was definitely the thing that was like bumping up against my limit the most, mm, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. So for swoons on this one, I gave it a three again. Um, I don't know if you got that. So <laughs> it is faded mates, but it's pretty dark, and it it wasn't it wasn't super swoony to me. The there was a part. So two of the guys, Minos and Damon, are like life mates and they have been and they know this about one another um and so their relationship like was kind of in a rut i would say and so bringing Mm -hmm. ashley in kind of like got them to talk through some of their shit and that was pretty cute um and then okay so i googled how to how to pronounce this name and according to Google, it's Ayakos. Um, but I called him Ace the whole time because nice. his name is spelled. I mean, it's Greek. So it was wild to me. Um, so Ace and Damon. Ace has never gotten with any of them sexually until Ashley comes in. Um, 
Ace. But look. Hmm? Haley. <laughs> what happened? You called him Ace, and he's never gotten with the other ones. Exactly. Actually. <laughs> but, um, psh. but when they finally do get together, Ace and Damon have a conversation about how, like, they were dumb for never hooking up. And that was pretty cute. Oh, that's adorable. Um, but one of the things that really annoyed me about the romance aspect was, so there are faded mates, right? Like there's a mating bond and they have like biological changes that happen to her body whenever, um. Is it something that lets her take three knots without exploding? Exactly. It essentially, (laughs) I mean, you find out other stuff too, but there's magic that happens so that she can take these monster dicks. Um, But marriage is the hard limit for them at some point. Like they are permanently magically biologically changed to want and love one another and be bonded with these mating bites and stuff. But marriage? Absolutely fucking not. We have to, we have to have joint tax returns. No, sir. No, I'm out. It was so dumb to me. I could not get on board. (laughs) Okay, I get, I get the whole not wanting to get married because patriarchal system, whatever, okay? But, like, Mm -hmm. literally the best part about getting, well, I mean, okay, not the best part, sorry, (laughs) about getting married. Haley is telling us some tropes tonight. (laughs) But a highlight is the tax break. But you get the tax break! I'm with you, girl. It's a, it's like friggin' like it's like it is it is like it's called the the marriage penalty, right? Or like the single penalty because like you get mm-hmm. such a benefit if you are married on your taxes. Like mm-hmm. that is the dumbest thing I have ever heard in a book from a financial like standpoint where they're like. Mm, we're made it. I have like biologically changed for you, but like mm, I don't want that tax break on my tax return. Like I don't want to like claim y'all as dependents. Like okay. what is that? Is that the problem? Is there like is there a fight over who gets to claim who as like dependents? Do they just can they just like take that would turns? be hilarious. Like I mean like because there's four of them, right? So why don't they do just like two people marry each other, the other two ma- people marry marry each other, and then they just both get the tax breaks like I just don't no 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 so here's the thing it's so funny because in the book the tax break is actually one of the pros for getting married so I just I said it wrong like I said it incorrectly but her thing I don't know she just had these big obstacles in her way according to marriage and it made no sense because she was down to pound the whole entire time with like forever she it was but it was wild that she did not want to get married. Where is this? Where is this taking place? Does it, is it like in a fictional made up thing, or is it like in like California or whatever? Uh, fictional uh, demigods, gods, Cerberus. Okay, but I'm just gonna real. assume. I'm just gonna assume that like because it's Greek. Um, that we're we're in a civil law thing. We're in a community property state. Okay, so oh. as soon as she gets married. Right. I guess it is San Francisco, I think. Yeah, San Francisco. California, oh, yeah. hardcore community property. 
That is the whole purpose of a prenup, right? Com like California, hardcore community property. Texas, hardcore community property. New York, I think New York is hardcore community property. Louisiana, also definitely hardcore community property. I'm sorry, bitch. How much money you got going into this? They're like three mafia dudes. Okay, negative three million dollars yeah, is how yeah. much money she has. Yes, you marry them. You marry them. That debt becomes their debt. Their assets become your assets. Okay. 50-50 community property, even if they reserve, okay, even if they reserve community, like separate property, right, prior to going this, and then they get married, whatever they're pulling in as mafia, mafios, which you know is like, like, like hundred, hundred plus, like a lot of money, 50% of that shit is hers. Mm -hmm. Bitch, there Can't is read. no downside to this. Put None. a fucking ring on it. Oh Haley, my your God. lawyer and business owner side is showing so yeah. hard. <laughs> if you're in a throuple polyamorous, even a couple, and you have a magical biological change in your body due to a mating bond with someone, like you might as well get the tax breaks. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I just, I just, hi. I have $3 million in debt and I am like, I am biologically bonded to three hot, ridiculously wealthy mafia bosses. Mm -hmm. Um, like I don't like girl lock that thing down legally. Okay. Yes. Don't just do it biologically. Don't pretend like you're a pretty, pretty princess and your pussy is going to keep them all attached. Lock that thing down legally. Okay? <laughs> Make that shit community property. And if they try to, like, separate from you, you take half their shit. That's the whole purpose of a prenup, to protect against that. You, you have them, like, magicalized. Don't get a prenup. Okay? That's right. Like, just, I just, that is the dumbest thing. Okay. That would literally take me out of it. That would take me out of the book right there. I would just be so angry at her. We for have not found doing... Haley's hard limit tonight. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, My God. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, so I, and I am the biggest proponent of prenups. I am the biggest proponent of separate property agreements and prenups. Hi. Um, I cannot give you legal advice. I do not. I cannot do it. Um, but I am just saying for all those listeners out there, if you are in a relationship and you are interested, um, I highly recommend a separate property agreement. Um, and then like a community property thing. Um, it's great. It protects your assets. Um, it kind of lays guidelines out for your marriage. It's smart. Um, but that said, if you are a mythical woman with a mating bond to, uh, three mafia dog bosses um you don't need one like you got three million in debt you don't have need a separate property agreement don't get a prenup get them to marry you and then get <laughs> half their shit like i just don't understand i'm just this is my heart limit i'm so sorry we can move on now but like soapbox that is my soapbox it's now stepping yeah up i'm with no i was with you truly i'm keeping that's why it only got three swoons exactly <laughs> Um, <laughs> and for that ending though, I gave it three again because it felt like a, a really nice round number. Uh, <laughs> did you give it all threes? 
No. I gave the pants feelings four. Okay, I was like, really wait, pants is, so is four. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Um, wait, wait, wait. But what is the ending number 12? What was it? Is the ND number, is the overall score 12? No, overall number's 13. Oh. Dang 13. it! Yeah. Oh, well, that's pretty good, too. I was going to say, because 12 <laughs> divided by 3, but 13 works, too. <laughs> um, there is a ton of setup for the rest of the series, because this is the first so book in the series. I'm excited for the rest of the series. <laughs> I'm really excited. The next book in the series is a dragon, and oh, I'm pretty yeah. excited about it. She always wanted to end up on a beach apparently in the book so she ends up on a beach and that got her one nom and i mean it was good i i enjoyed it i had a good time it was the spitting but otherwise it was great 13 out of 20 noms it fit for me all right all um, right so tell us about your boring book mariana that you're yeah, okay <laughs> that you've been ups- <laughs> i okay i read Hold on. I I have to go. It's called Ink Enduring by Carrie Ann Ryan. Is that that series that you've been telling us about for a while? No. Oh. (laughs) This. Okay. Let's back it up. So just some tea for listener. We have not recorded in a hot minute because all of our lives went into absolute chaos. So mm-hmm. I started this book as my menage because I really wanted a tattoo shop book. I had just gotten a new tattoo and I was like, mm, this is what I want. And so I was like, ooh, I'll find a menage that's in a tattoo shop. And I found this series. It's called Montgomery Inc. series. And it's by Carrie and Ryan. And this is book five. That should have been already being like, Mariana, what the fuck are you doing? You're jumping into book five. But I was like, <laughs> fuck it. I got it. And, like, I've seen Carrie and Ryan around on, like, social media and, like, people somewhat recommending it. So I was like, okay. So book kicks off. And fun fact, I love an early hot and heavy moment. Like, I love, like, an mm. instant, like, mm, yes, yes. So that's how it starts. One of our characters – Oh, my God. I forgot his name because these are forgettable people. Um, Jake. Sorry. <laughs> Y'all. Oh, no. Wait. And that's such a that's such a blah name. Like, Jake. Yeah. I'm sorry to all the Jakes out there. Yeah, I know, clear? Right? Like, that doesn't mean a book was forgettable, though, because I did have to go through to confirm names in books before that I love. I just have a Swiss cheese memory. Yeah. But I guess in this situation, I you were don't. just less than thrilled. Yeah. I okay so all this to say I started this book I'm gonna have to like cut some middle section here out I started this book you are the shortest of anybody by far so far I know but I'm being confusing I started this book right after we recorded I got 75% of the way through and was like this is not it this book is so boring what am I reading put it down read a a six book other tattoo book series (laughs) along with a bunch of other books and then only came back to this book to finish it so i could complain so here we are friends i've read another menage since this book and still was like no i'm gonna finish it so i can complain (laughs) so we instantly meet jake and maya 
and they see each other at a bar and they're like mm, and he's like mm. and Maya's described as like super like a tough lady but she's hot and you know ladies being tough is hot to Jake anyways so <laughs> they go back home together they're like this close like super close to having sex and then all of a sudden Jake's two brothers who apparently are from earlier in the series bust in the door and are like Jake our other brother who has cancer is suddenly very sick we must bring him to the hospital now and you have to also be there I don't know y'all I don't know so that's like how the book starts Whoa! and then we flash forward like seven to ten years like, we just go, whoop. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Three months later, Jake goes, finds Maya at her tattoo shop and is like, hey, sorry I had to run off that night. But, like, eh? And she's like, this is my boyfriend. And he's like, fuck, I still want to be in your life, though. So then we flash forward, like, ten years later, and they're best friends. And they have stayed friends this entire time. And Jake is dating this nice woman named Holly. And Holly seems fine. I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Like, everyone's fine. But, like, Holly's just a nice lady who just happens to be, like, here. I don't, like, that's how they describe her. And Jake's like, I'm going to marry her. Because she's marriage kind of person. And Maya's like, he's going to marry him. But I've been in love with him. And Jake's just like, that's my best friend who I find super hot and almost fucked and kind of wish I could fuck again. But, like, whatever. Anyways. So Jake tells Maya, like, I think I'm going to marry. I think I could see myself getting married to her. And Maya goes into, like, a little spiral. Then Jake goes home, has not told Holly he loves her yet. And is like, I could maybe tell her soon and then maybe marry her. I don't know. I don't understand his thinking at all. What? All this to say, Holly then breaks up with him and is like, you're in love with Maya. Like, I know we don't belong together. And it's weird. Good for Holly, though. Yeah, good for Holly. Yeah, good for Holly. Holly is a superstar. Mm -hmm. Me too. I hope Holly gets her own book. I'm Googling it right now. Anyways, Holly is like clear. That was hateful. Like she's like, I know I value myself. Yes. I am in like I am a, at a healthy point. I don't need your yes. like half ass affection. Like I'm gonna go you like I'm gonna like hi. This was great, um, but this time is over. I'm gonna move on and do what's best for me. Good for Holly. I By hope- the way, Holly comes back. <laughs> Oh no. oh no! And Holly continues to be a good bean. Holly's a good person. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. I so, was like, oh no, no, no. Okay. So Holly's not our third. So the night that Jake and Holly break up, yeah, the night that Jake and Holly break up, yes. Am I so? Holly old? Rose? Is it Holly Rose? I don't know. It's by Carrie and Ryan. Yeah. If it's Holly Probably. Rose, she gets a novella. Okay, you know what? Good for Holly. And she would name a bland character Holly Rose. I'm just saying. Y'all, I'm being hateful. I really am. But the writing in this book just sent me towards the end. This week and was I think spicy. I've had, this week is spicy. I've had a rough day. So I'm when I was reading it, I was like, fuck you guys and your love. This is bad love. Like, I don't like your love. 
<laughs> I got really hateful. Anyways, so the night that they break up, Jake's long lost best friend, Border Gentry, mm-hmm. that's his name is Border, shows back up and is like, hey, Jake, I'm here. And Jake's like, Mariana. oh my God. I've been in love with you. What? You need to do audiobooks. <laughs> hey, Jake. Do swords cross in this book? Yes. Okay. Well, that's- but that's also upsetting. Okay. Yes. Okay. It's upsetting. Swords crossing is upsetting. <laughs> no, Since it's when? not upsetting. No, no. We all we all know from the group chat. Yeah. <laughs> I have on record said it is better when everyone fucks. Mm-hmm. And I'm now saying it here as well. It is better when everyone fucks. Anyways, I just mean that it's not the pants yeah. feels were not great. All right, mm. let's get it. So then Border shows up and he's like, hey, how are you? Like, and he's like, of course, like broody. And like, we get his point of view and he's like, I, this is my last job. I'm not going to do any more jobs after this because I need to be where Jake is. And everything just hurt too much after the last job. <laughs> and then it's like for fucking ever before you find out, like, what's the job, Border? What have you been doing? And Jake's like, where have you been? He's like, around doing stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, Border, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so then, like, it's just annoying and so apparently Border knows about Maya because Maya and Jake are best friends and Jake Fuck. always talks about Maya and how much he like how much like they're besties and all this shit. So Border's like, well, obviously he's with Maya because like they're in love. And Jake's like, I'm not in love with Maya. Like, what are you even talking about? Oh, and then, boy. And then uh, we go forward. They have a lot of, there's a lot of, like, conversation time where, like, they're just, like, tensely standing, like, in a kitchen. Like, you know, like, the Spider-Man meme where they're all pointing at each other? <laughs> it's like that. But, like, all the time. And, like, the the it doesn't progress well. Anyways, at some point, Maya also, like, meets Border and is like, wow, instant attraction. And there's this constant thing where, like, she's telling us there's, like, all this chemistry between these people – did not feel mm. it. Not the first time I read it. Not the second when I was finishing it. I was like, I don't get it. Like, you're mm. saying they're, like, really hot for each other. And I did not get it. Like, the vibe did not come across. And, every like, she would explicitly say, like, have characters being like, wow, the electricity between y'all. And I was like, is it? <laughs> is it? Like, is this, like, a dead it. battery? Like, if I put it to my tongue, is there nothing there? Like, yeah. Very <laughs> much so. It not. was... It was rough. Anyway, so we're like 60% in before, like, okay, so Maya has sex with Jake. Then I think Maya, Jake, and Border have sex together. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Swords do cross. No, wait, swords don't cross there yet. And then Border and Maya just have sex together. So, like, they all kind of, like, have their moment where they're, like, building their relationships together. And then, I y'all, like, it's so <laughs> just not not really me- rememberable. Do Border and Jake have sex without Maya? They, and they fool around, for sure, without her. Yes. They do fool around without her. I know that for sure. And I'm pretty sure they have sex without her. But this is the thing. The author just has them talk about 
without saying anything about how they're having a lot of sex, the three of them, but does not show it. <gasps> the like two sex scenes we get with the three of them, like four pages, like they're really short. Like okay. they're not, and they're not like super hot. Like they're just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, good for you, Carl, I guess. Like, <laughs> okay. And then she's just kind of like, and then we had sex everywhere. In the kitchen, in the shower. I Oh, my God, we're having so much sex. And they do have a, like, protection talk about, like, who's clean, who's been tested, and if they're using condoms, and if that's she's hot. on birth control. Yes. That's it is. That's, I was like, oh, Okay. I, it becomes less hot because then she instantly gets pregnant. Ugh. What? No! <laughs> no! Surprise, baby! <laughs> Is it epilogue? No. We are Ugh. 80% of the way through. And in the middle of this, like at some point, you know, um, Border's been like run off the road. We find out that he works with witness protection. And Jake is an artist, by the way. He's a ceramic artist. I don't know. it, <laughs> And they never do anything Wait. with the fact that he's a ceramic artist. They talk they, about doing a ghost scene. They don't scene. have a ghost scene? They make jokes about it, but do not follow through. They don't have a ghost scene? I'm no, sorry. No, they just talk about it. No. I'm sorry, but like... I can do I can do a sex montage in a movie, okay? I get it, okay? But like sex montage in book is lame. Don't give me that shit. Don't say we had sex in the car and then we had sex in the kitchen and then we had sex at the Applebee's. Like don't tell me that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay? If you're going to tell me that, give me some, like, juicy. Yeah. Like, I need something, like, so hot that I'm like, okay, yeah, you don't have to follow through. That's fine, honey. You just just tell me what y'all did. No. Okay, so in between all of this, you find out that Border is, like, in protective services and, like, a family got killed. Now this one little girl in in Denver, by the way, it's taking place in Denver, in Denver is, like, the last member of his family because of him. And it's, like, not really his fault. He just feels bad. And then he goes to, like, try to leave. But then they're like, we know what you're going to do. We know you so well. And you can't leave us. And he's like, you're right. I can't. I love you. And I was like, okay. That was some good communication. All right. The next scene is her, like, she's like, I'm crying and throwing up. And I feel like I have the flu. But I've taken six pregnancy tests. And they're all positive. And I'm just like what excuse (laughs) after we had the conversation that you're on birth control so we're not going to use condoms because like we're all clean we get tested together like because of these things and she's like i guess it's just because we have so much sex like this is how this happened and i was like that's not how that works it's Mm -mm. not i was just Mm -mm. like okay whatever whatever no they had so so much sex she forgot to take a pill yeah that's probably what happened (laughs) probably so she is like what day is it (laughs) surrounded by pregnancy test like literally she's like i'm on the floor and there's so many pregnancy tests in front of me and then of course jake and border come home and are like oh my god you're pregnant and like do you think it's going to be a great moment where you're like oh good they're gonna be like we're not going anywhere and then like border like scoops her up and puts her on the couch and then stands next to jake and she's like I'm pregnant, and they're like, 
silent. And then, like, Order takes a step towards Jake. So then she interprets that as they are going to choose each other and I'm the odd man out. Therefore, I don't belong. Therefore, they don't love me. And leaves. Just leaves the house. She leaves. (laughs) She leaves. And who does she run into? Who does she run into? Holly Rose. Holly. Holly Rose. <laughs> okay. Okay. But here, here is my defense of what's her face. I don't know because her name Maya. is Maya. Maya. Here is my defense of Maya. Um, girl, be pregnant. Um, yeah. And uh, as someone who has also um, been pregnant uh, and has like thrown uh pregnancy tests at her husband uh because of (laughs) finding out i was pregnant um pregnancy does do weird things with your hormones where you think stuff is happening that maybe isn't happening um so i am going to say I don't agree with what you did, Maya, but I'm not totally going to blame her for being crazy because, like, bitch is pregnant and pregnancy hormones are not fun. They will think (laughs) that, they will make you think that your husband, because he didn't answer his phone um is now dead on the side of the road and you will now have to raise this unborn child by yourself and then you fall down on the floor in the middle of your house rocking back and forth because you're now a single mom and you are gonna have to figure out what you're gonna do with the rest of your life and how are you going to raise this baby and then your husband does come home and tell you that his phone died um, on the way to his grandmother's funeral, and he's real sorry, and um, that happens. So, <laughs> Maya, you know what, girl? I don't agree with a lot of stuff you've done in this book, but I'm gonna give you a pass on that one. That sounds like a nom. Yeah, I will give you that. Is that was like one of the only times I was like, mm, okay. So like, yeah. So she runs away. Holly is there, of course, and is, okay, also we've seen Holly, like, one other time she runs into Jake and is like, you look so happy. I'm so happy you're happy. Good for you, Jake. Yeah. Live the, the life you love. And and Holly's just, like, cool with the fact that, like, the day they broke up, he immediately was, like, it, almost in a triad, like, like a day or two later. And she's like, it's always been them. I know. I understand good for you and i was kind of like holly's a good dude holly's a good bean so then now we run into holly again and holly is like what did he do why are you crying and she's like because i'm pregnant and they didn't say anything because like she gives them like five seconds and no one says anything and so she just ran and holly's like how dare they not say anything they love you so much i know they love you don't worry, go back to them. And and Maya's like, you're right. They do love me. I, di- I didn't give them a chance to say anything. And goes back. Holly knows. Holly knows. Holly knows. Holly knows. Holly knows everything. And I love Holly. <laughs> Meanwhile, like a second later, they're like, oh, she left. 
we should go after her. And then they have like this weird, confusing conversation that I could not follow of like how they needed to discuss like their, like Jake and Border's relationship made no sense to me. I was like, I don't. Now it's and not maybe the time. it's because I took three weeks. Now is not the time. <laughs> and maybe it's because I took like a month and a half off from this book and then tried to finish it. Like I did finish it, but like it didn't make any sense to me. So then Jake is like, I'm going after her because I have to know. She has to know I love her. Also, none of them have said I love you to each other before this point. And we are like 85% of the way through. Like we are, we are wrapping shit up. And then he, Jake's like, border, I love you. Like grabbing his face like border, I love you. And I have to go tell Maya I also love her right now and leave. And border's like, but wait, hold on. And Jake like leaves out the door and then, like, his phone and keys are on the ground, and Border sees a van with gold rims fly by, and people have kidnapped Jake for reasons. Y'all, y'all, this book, <laughs> it's immediately resolved. It's immediately resolved. Like, well, yeah, you're at like 93%. No you ain't got time to not resolve it. It's like yeah. two and a half pages of Jake going, oh no, what will I do? And then the police show up and the people are like, please don't shoot us. And then that's it. Like, <laughs> I have no idea. So then they have a reunion where they're like, we're going to be parents together and we all love each other. And then they like go in a circle saying that they love each other. Hold on. I do have highlights. Don't worry. Because... <laughs> It was bad. Y'all, when I hate a book, I just fully, I make it my whole personality. I'm so happy about it. (laughs) Okay, one thing really quick going back. Holly, whenever she finds out that that she's pregnant, before Maya walks, before (laughs) Maya walks away, she says, uh, Maya stood up then, bringing Holly with her into a tight hug. Thank you, she whispered. Anytime, Holly said softly. Anytime. And Maya, congratulations, mommy. Oh. Oh, I don't uh-uh. like that. I don't uh-uh. like it. I read that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't um, like that at all. As, I... as a woman that has uh, pushed children out of, like, my vagina, mm, like, the only people that can call me mommy are the people I pushed out of my vagina. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want my don't lover's like ex-girlfriend saying congratulations bomby like <laughs> don't like it oh, i no. hate it i hate it so much so then when they're going around in a circle all telling each other i love you it's like i want all of that she said through a laughing stop i want it too border said added as he wrapped his arms around both of them i love you both i love both of you just so you know this is border's bold like everyone else Jake and Meyer are having a moment where they're like, we're so in love. Yeah, love. And Border's like, and Border. Border's <laughs> here too. Border, Border, love you. So fucking weird. So weird. Like, I was like, okay. Like, the chemistry's gonna come. Like, they're gonna fuck and the chemistry's gonna be there. And I'm gonna be like, in it. No. I was never in it. I, it just did not happen. I just love how like sweet and adorable Mariana is. Oh, and Mariana hates Mariana is mean. She's like <laughs> go this in. Bitch. 
Like, <laughs> sorry. No, I love oh, it. Oh, no, I, I love it. Do you want to hear Mariana mean? Hear Mariana go off about soup and people who love soup. <laughs> That's oh, a spicy take. Oh, God, Mariana. <gasps> Haley, not you. <laughs> I love soup. I love soup. Soup is trash. You're trash. Everything about I soup is trash. Soup. I'm sorry. Joseph Campbell can meet me in the streets. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Okay. Condensed soup is trash. No! All right? But yes, it is. Cream it is Campbell's cream trash. of mushroom. How fucking dare you? Trash. I will make I will make a substitute well, from scratch. None of you get to hear about Corsair's Bathia because this podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> But bitch, I will make you my chicken lime soup and you will thank the gods. Just saying. Just not the ones with spider cum. Just not the ones with spider cum. You won't thank those. No. Yeah, I straight up don't eat soup. And before anyone in South Louisiana says, but I bet you eat gumbo. Gumbo's not soup. It's fucking gumbo. Mind your business. Anyways, this is you a You eat it over rice. It is stew. Get out of here. It's a stew and you can get fucked, especially because I eat it more meat and rice than sauce so it's really not a soup i just i have very strong feelings about soup and my Um, hatred of it i just don't understand i also hot take i don't eat my gumbo on rice Mm, i love that wow this podcast really is over (laughs) i eat it i eat my gumbo on cheese fries okay i could maybe Fuck with that. that. Is, Wait, that what a, kind of cheese is in the okay. cheese fries? Uh, whatever fucking cheese I want. Usually Colby Jack or cheddar, just generally. So it's not like the plastic cheese? No. That's where my mind went. Uh, I, what do you I eat my gumbo I was with like, American cheese. Yeah, I was I am, like. I am sorry, Mariana. I am too bougie for that. Yeah, you, know you are, which is why I was really confused. I was like, "Does bougie ass Haley have like a can of nacho cheese like tucked away, like, like a Rico's no, back no. there?" <laughs> yeah. If I do, no, the like Costco size can that she just goes. <laughs> no, it is delicious, melted, cheesy, stringy. Good. It's basically I try to approximate poutine, um, but with gumbo. Um, okay, I could better. maybe do that. But yet again, I still like gumbo. I just, I don't like soup. Gumbo yeah. says thank you. He's at my feet right now. <laughs> yes, I good just... gumbo. He's beautiful. He's a good boy. So, okay, sorry, Mariana. It's... Mariana, yep. Okay, so I'm sorry. Last little bit about my hatred. I promise to be nicer now. We get to the epilogue. No. And we're like, uh, like, they start this epilogue, which is the second time that we get all three people involved they have already started and they're already going and almost finished and it's the only time that swords cross is like other than in description and like who is it jake's having sex with maya while borders having sex with jake so it's a little train kind of situation Mm -hmm. and like they have very short sex and then they go to Maya's family's house. That's also, like, a, a part of it is, like, Maya's family is, like, the family that the series is named after. So then they go to Maya's family's house. And then, of course, Border and Jake at the same time propose to Maya. And 
it's the most awkward proposal. Like, they both knelt in front of her, and she swallowed hard. Other people sniffled in the room as and, sh- and her hand shook. Will you marry us? They asked at the same time. Will you be my wife? Border asked. Will you be part of the three, part of our everything? Will you be my wife and my everything? Jake asked. Fuck Border, Jake says. Jake's like my everything my <laughs> wife and borders like the three of us yeah unity and jake's like get fucked border <laughs> like i he's not because he at some other point was like border and maya are the loves of my life but whenever it comes to like border and maya at the same time jake kind of gives pretty strong like border could come or go and i'm just like wait so i'm supposed to believe he was your like your first love and like all this stuff but at the same time like this is the vibe. I just had a lot of feelings. So anyways. I mean, in Jake's defense, I'm pretty sure bigamy is illegal in Colorado. It is. And I would, I well, would wager I would all assume. of the 50 states. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, except for Utah, right? No, uh, I'm pretty sure it's still illegal. Ooh, oh. Title 8. Hey, Title Title 18, the Colorado Criminal Code. Uh, bigamy is a class six felony. Felony. Oh, oh shit! It's and a felony? It is a class Fuck border two indeed. I'm not going to prison for any border. He's yeah, a freaking so, U.S. marshal. He should know this. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why I don't know. The US was he a U.S. marshal? Like, U.S. marshal or like like whatever they like? You think that all law enforcement is like? I know the marriage codes to a T. <laughs> Uh, that's I feel a like most of them know code. the bigamy one. That's CRS. That's like a Colorado revised statute. That's a criminal. It's like criminal offense. He would have to know that. 2016 and 2020. All right. Um, also, fun note, Colorado, not a community property state. So, oh. you know. So not worth getting married. Not, Bring back. I mean. <laughs> they should just raise their little love child. Like However the hell they want. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, they could care because I will never remember them after we discuss this. I'll just remember as that book I roasted one time on the internet. Yeah, you're gonna goodbye. I I I feel like you're gonna end up roasting a lot of books on the internet. You're gonna have a bad week at work, and you're gonna be like, "I have some shit to say." In my defense, a month ago when I started this book, I said. I have some shit to say. I'm finishing this book so I can be mad about it. Would I be this mad? Probably not. Probably not. But I had a bad day, so everyone has a bad day. <laughs> I'm having a great day. I am having a great day. This is very amusing. So we so need to know has your been scores, delightful. babe. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Wow, look. I took the longest time. You have. Okay. Okay, so big brain stuff. We'll give it a three because there's three of them. Um, pants feels. Is that how that works? No, I'm giving it three of them it's because it was just on the noise, on the nose, and meh. that's fine. Mariana's um, trying pants feels, to not DT. I this am. Book. I'm not trying for shit because pants feels is like it. It's a three. It's a three because like the first hot and heavy thing was like really good, and then like some of the stuff I was like, oh okay, 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 and then I just got so mad that she would just be all like and then we did this and like fashion montage like them having like just throwing it in there and then not showing or telling I don't know I had an issue with that 
And then swoons, zero. Zero. One. I'll give it a swoon. One swoon. That's it. For Holly. A swoon for Holly. <laughs> yeah. A swoon for Holly. Holly gets a swoon. Jake and Border and Maya, I, I don't even think they like each other. I, I've been told multiple times that they are hot and heavy. I didn't feel it. I felt love in my heart for Holly. And that's it. And that is it. What's the last one? That ending, that ending though? Zero. Zero out of zero. You're telling me that this woman who is middle-aged enters a polyamorous relationship and is smart enough to have the conversations of, I'm on birth control. We're all clean. We're going to get tested together. Still just is shocked she gets pregnant. But also, I just feel like we need to be taking more precautions. And like, surprise baby, that would have been fine. But to follow surprise baby with a kidnapping that lasts two pages and (laughs) then the worst marriage proposal I've ever seen in my life with a bunch of characters. I don't know because this is book five in a series and I didn't read the rest. That sounds like a problem. (laughs) Nope, this is an everyone problem. (laughs) You've hated an everyone problem. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, I have. This is when I become a gremlin. Um, I just... Okay, nope. wow. I'll give it maybe a one. I'll give it a one. So you we'll bring it up to eight. You don't have to give it any. But regardless, this book, according to you. I'll give it a one because I was happy it was done. How about that? Hey-o. That's wow. the outside. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I feel like Sabrina is just going to be like, I can't do this with Mariana because she is too No, mean. I'm very much enjoying it. Oh, just wait. Just wait. I'm sure. So, like. I have been lucky enough to love all of the books that I've done so far, or at least very much enjoyed. And when I hate a book, it's everybody's problem. I hate a book. So wait, let me follow this up, though. I did, whenever I got 70% of the way through and was like, I want to no longer be reading this book. <laughs> this book is so bad. That I then found an incredible tattoo shop series by E.M. Lindsay, I think E.M. Lindsay, where it is all um, all male, male, and dis disabilities. Everyone has some kind of like a touch of a disability or like has a disability. And like the author did great research, and so I I really enjoyed it. Highly recommend it. Um, I'm glad that this book led me to that series. And that's why it gets a one for the ending. Because I was glad it was over. And I was glad it led me to E.M. Lindsay. <laughs> All right. Well, this is our first book that... Hate read. Isn't that DTF? The pregnancy would have really bugged me, too. Yeah. For sure. It just... Especially after they made a big to-do of everything else. And then it just truly came out of left field... And I think it was supposed to be a moment to, like, bring them all together. And that would have been good. But then she threw in the kidnapping with the pregnancy. And I was just like, I'm fucking done, bro. I do not care. Like, we could have had so many sex scenes where you could have done other things than these awkward conversations. Oh, my God. Okay. Sabrina, go. Because I will just keep going about this book. All right. I would like to say I am very impressed you weren't bitching in the chat 
You were holding. That's why yeah. you had so much to say tonight. You have been holding yeah. it in. Because weeks. Chris and I both were like, eh, our books are okay. Like, I'm kind of like, eh, about it. And Haley was like, save it. And I was like, oh, I will save it. And then mm-hmm. I repressed it because then I read that great E.M. Lindsay series. Mm-hmm. And then I came back to it tonight. And maybe it's also because I had a bad day. So I was just like, kind of reading you know oh yeah i know all right i don't know what that noise was it was your it was your grouchy gremlin noise (laughs) i guess it's my turn i'm the only one here today that loved my book so oh thank god (laughs) I, (laughs) i read uh corsairs bathia by ruby dixon it is the fifth book in the Corsair Brothers series, I think it is, because she has two Corsair series, and I can't remember the n- actual name of it. But anyway, really, I'll read all of them, all of them, every yeah, single it is one five. of them. I knew it was have... five. Is the fourth? Is the series name Corsair's Brothers? Yeah, it's the Corsair's yeah. Brothers. Yeah, and the fourth it's... one is is Strike uh-huh. or whatever Strike. I already said the straight, but regardless, it was amazing. So, so to give you some backstories, so Corsair's Bathia, the way that this is, it's space pirates, essentially. A space pirate set in her, the universe that began with IPB, way back in the gap, because it's all tied in together, right? And actually, all of her, well, not the, I don't know if the aspect and anchor is at all, but, like, even the fire blood dragons series or whatever mm-hmm. it's called is tied into this fucking universe it's a bonkers mm-hmm. eight like god bless you ruby dixon but damn so you meet bethia quite in a bunch of different books throughout Rizdiverse series throughout the corsair series throughout the corsair's brother series you see her in like one-offs like she's all over the place and like i the first time i met this absolute fucking bonkers batshit ape wild lunatic space pirate <laughs> i was like and then and then very quickly you find out that she's bisexual and i was like i I need Bethia's book. Like, I need to breathe. <laughs> this was before we were even close to her having a book. This was, like, two years ago that I first met Bethia. And I was like, I love this woman. I could never date her. But I love this woman. <laughs> so, she is a Masaka female. So, you know, tall, blue, horns, tail. Not a whole lot going on in the chest region. Uh, lanky, yeah, super hot. Like, this is like if I was, yeah, yeah, this is the kind of lady walking down the street where I'm like, I like get, I have to go to the chiropractor because I like double took so hard. (laughs) I'm like, they're like, oh, what did you do? I slept funny. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what that's for. It's not, uh, horny, horny looks. So, uh, she's awesome. You also meet in the other books it's dropped that she has this she so she has this weird flirtationship where she keeps stealing a bounty hunter's ship i love this so much like oh god i love stealing his ship and then occasionally locking him up in the brig on his own ship and then 
bouncing around the universe and she's like oh yeah we're flirting that's my boyfriend like like she's like this is my man like i have this thing for him like whatever and like all we know at that point like i i, I actually this book sent me into a ruby dixon reread i never reread books we've all just we've discussed this i don't reread books i read bethia and i was like i have to reread these two specific books because these two couples came back in this book pretty heavily and so i have officially reread two Riz diverse no- novels and I have zero regrets and oh my god by the way this is a chunk of a book I did not realize how long it was this book is six almost 600 pages I started reading wow. it I still finished it in like six hours because I just like <laughs> Jesus I couldn't put it down I'm also like this is all just flying by the seat of my pants because I loved it too much and I took I took no notes I'm so sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry so anyway going back so that's all backstory right and then the other backstory is obviously it's you know it's a sci-fi alien romance and so like humans are enslaved and and blah 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 and so one of the things and this is by the way this is all spoiler heavy as fuck but uh a little too late for that so anyway um one of the things is they have been cloning humans now that's not a problem, but clones in this universe all have red skin, which is what demarcates them as a clone. They have been illegally cloning humans without red skin. And it turns out we found out at the end of the last book because the heroine of like the last book or the book before that is a cl- she didn't know she was a clone. And she- nobody knows who the original is, but it- we meet three more of her. And they're like well, fuck. And so, like, there one's Ruth, one's Ruthie, one's Ruth Ann. That's just what they do. But our clone's name is Dora. So she just <laughs> found out she's a clone, and she's like, and the, so like these clones, the original Ruth is almost certainly dead because it sounds like to make clones, they basically tear apart the original human and like grow clones out of the pieces. At least that's the vibe I got, which is horrifying. But what that means is that clones have a little bit of memories of the original human. Yeah, I think it's like they they cut up the brain. The brain? They take the brain of the original and then then slice it. And then, yeah. And so you have some memories, but not all memories. And it's all real fuzzy. And you don't really know, like, what's you. Like, what's nature versus nurture kind of thing in that sense. Where it's like, was was I cloned this way? Or, or have I grown into being a fully fledged human of myself? Lots of questions, like quite, 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 lots of uh, questions about humanity and who we are as people and what makes us a person. So that's fun. We love a book with a side of existential crisis. Oh, it's not just Mm -hmm. a book. It's Mm -hmm. like the entire, like pretty much everything. (laughs) Like IPB and Ice Home are like pretty light and fluffy. And then you get into outer space and you're like, oh, this is fucked <laughs> yes so yes. we open on Bethia's ship that is not actually her ship because it's actually her not boyfriend Jamef's ship and she has he hasn't gotten it back yet because he keeps stealing it back from her and it's not really stealing it's repossessing and then she steals it again and then he repossesses it and she thinks this is flirting by the way she's right Jamef is in fact flirting with her. <laughs> so. Does she have her own ship as well? 
She did at one point, but another bounty hunter stole hers. Okay. Not flirting. Okay, cool. Not flirting. No. But, yeah. And so she has the ship, and when she was on the ship, and she was really nice to Dora, because Dora made, like, she was sad for Dora and wanted to take, she was like, she's so soft. And so she decides that she is like, Dora, you can come with me instead of going to the farm planet that's basically a human sanctuary. And so instead of going to the human sanctuary, you can come with me on my stolen ship that I stole from my not boyfriend. And so she has decided that she is basically, she's basically adopted Dora kind of as a pet. You know, she's like, this is mine. This is my human. And I'm going to teach her how to be a bounty hunter because she's too soft and she needs to harden up and be able to handle the universe. And so she's like trying to teach Dora to like shoot and like all these things. And she, (laughs) so she takes Dora, um, to, by the way, the ship is awful. It, it's like welded together it like horrible like it looks like it's gonna fall apart and when she gets on the ship she at one point she makes a comment like at the very beginning of the book she makes a comment she was like oh cool life support systems are working and dora's like what do you mean you didn't know that they were and (laughs) bethia was like no half the fun is coming on and finding out and dora's like huh interesting and so like I said, Matthias decided that Dora is too soft. She also, her pet name for Dora very quickly becomes Fluffit, because Fluffits are creatures in this universe from the Misaka homeworld that um, die from being scared, and they're tiny and adorable and need to be protected, and the only place that they now live in the universe is basically in... Um, reserves fluff it reserves like they have to be in like a climate control like carefully taking care of little place and so she calls dora fluff it and it's the cutest thing i've ever heard that's so cute so obviously adorable bethia thinks that dora needs to uh be able to protect herself more and because she's so small and helpless the obvious solution is take her to the cyborg man and get her arms replaced with cannons. So she takes her to a station and she's uh, arguing with the cyborg. Uh, Bacor, Bazor, I don't remember his name, but something, something of the broken back. He's one of the books that um, is on my list to reread because of this book. Um, and he... <laughs> He's like, I'm not putting cannons on your human. And Matthias like, well, you have to. And he's like, what next? She's perfectly good. There's no, like, her, her arms are perfectly good. What, what next? Are you going to take her legs? And Matthias like, well, I guess we could. Then she has four cannons. But it's kind of odd. <laughs> like, I guess when she gets attacked, she just kind of falls over and, like, well, like, like a turtle that fell over. But I was like, what the actual fuck, Matthias? Well, cue Jemeth. Um, deciding that instead of stealing his ship back, the best way to get Matthias' attention is to steal Dora. So Jemeth steals Dora, and he's a he's part cyborg because of the uh, war, and so he's got like a robot eye and like robot arm, robot leg, all these things, and he steals her, and it turns out he's just a big fucking cinnamon roll. He is the sweetest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. He's adorable. He takes her back to his apartment, and she's like, oh no, are you going to do something to me? And he's like, cook you noodles? And so he just, like, feeds her and takes care of her. And then they set up a trap. And then, basically, the whole book is just, like, a road trip romp of delight. There's, I mean, uh, there's some crazy dark shit that's going on. 
but a road trip romp of delight of the three of them all falling in love with each other because Bethia realizes that she loves Dora and like she has to get over her stuff because she had her heart broken by a human like 10 years ago it turns out and also like Jameth is just you know nobody loves him nobody ever took care of him and so he doesn't think he's worthy Bethia is always talking about she's like worried that she's too much for them and that they don't actually love her and Dora's just like well obviously because Dora knows that Jameth and Bethia have always had this like back and forth flirtationship which 100% like everyone was like you're crazy Bethia Jameth hates you and Bethia's like no 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 he doesn't this is flirting yeah yeah she was totally right Jameth is like I'm gonna fucking bone down to pound town right like ASAP but not they like oh, oh. okay so now we're gonna get start getting into scoring and stuff time out time I, out time out <clears throat> okay Jameth is he Masaka or is yes. he Okay, Masaka Cyborg. Got it. Yes, Masaka Cyborg with the dick piercings. And oh, you haven't been into the <gasps> outer space yet, Kristen. You haven't read any of the Corsairs. Masaka and the outer space are all pierced. Well, yeah, Mardok. Um, oh, with Marley. Oh, for I'm Farley. at Mardok. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's a thing. And Ruby Dixon delivers. <laughs> Does he have oh. a Jacob's Ladder? Does she I don't remember her? which one he has. There's a lot of different oh, okay. kinds of dick piercings in these books. More dick piercings than I thought you could possibly have. So many. No, there's a and, lot. No, but it's very... Anyway, so there, there's... Yeah, and obviously we all have our favorite Spurs. Spurs playing. It's cool. We also get to learn... I know we learned about um, female Masaka genitalia because of Farley. We get to learn more about that, and we're going to talk about that in Pants Feelings, because this book... Uh, this doesn't happen very often, but I saw, I read something I've never read in a romance novel before, and it was super fucking hot. So, very I excited. Read Bathia, and I'm trying to remember, because I, I loved this book, um, but I read it a really long time ago. Like when it was like I'm, serial? Like, yeah, like right after it came, like like the day it came out as like oh. the one book. It was like March. I read I think. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and I devoured it like really fast. And I just remember loving it so much and uh-huh. it just being like Oh, they were oh, it was just so good. But I don't remember <laughs> so I'm excited to see what this part was because I don't there was a lot of sex. Um and it was good. Sex. And it was all and it was all <laughs> real good so um so i'm interested to see what this is this was a five until Haley read her definition at the beginning fucking academic and um (laughs) so i'll give it a four because it does not technically meet the thing but also, like, this is this is a fucking menage a trois, okay? It's, uh, no, no, this is a men- It's perfect. This is Are a they five. a thruple? They're a thruple. Yes. Oh, okay, so that's the difference. Gotcha. Yeah. It's a five. Okay, yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, this is a five. This it's is a five. my podcast. It's a five. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So, this is a five for uh, menage a trois for prompt uh, accuracy. And then... Okay, (laughs) y'all. Okay, swoons, five. 
five out of five noms. Holy Absolutely. shit. You it said was... fluff it and I was five. Yeah. And like <laughs> watching them like grow together and like take care of each other and learn to work mm. together because like uh, there's a bunch of times and like there's so many times they comment. Wait, pause, pause. I just looked at, so I did the definition Oxford English, but I did another thing and it said the, it's borrowed from the French phrase, which means household of three. Oh. All right, five out of five, menage oh. a trois, baby. So. <laughs> five. Yeah, swoons, like watching them, because so they're over and over in the book and this is very obvious. So Bethia is a huge commitment phone. She got real fucked up mentally and emotionally by a human 10 years ago. And she was like, never again. I'm just going to be a Looney Tunes all across the universe and (laughs) (laughs) fuck a relationship. And so she has to like work through that. And like, but she and Jim F would not work without Dora. Dora is like the sweet, soft piece in between them that stops them from grinding and murdering each other so like one of the things that i really loved about this and i was not expecting it is each relationship is very well developed like so like between jameth and dora between dora and bethia between bethia and jameth and then between the three of them it was delightful and i will be honest i went in with very low expectations just because like ruby dixon as far as i know hasn't written a menage like you know what i mean and she's written a lot of not menage mm-hmm. so i went in like with kind of low expectations and she blew the shit out of the water like it was just really delightful i just i don't have an, like it was just so swoony like they were like when they would like snuggle up with dora and she would sleep in the middle and like spoon Bethia, and then Jemef would spoon her, and then they and but then Bethia and Jemef would wrap like wind their tails together. Oh, that's oh so cute! God, it's adorable. <laughs> and like, also, I just want to say I think you saying this is now making me realize what I was missing in my book was I didn't get to see the individual relationship. So then the three of them together. So then at the end, she tried to make it. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I don't see any of this going long term. Like, I don't see this working out. And then she like threw in a baby and I was like, well, anyways, you saying this, I'm now like, tick, tick, tick. That makes sense. That's the issue. Well, so like with Bethia, I could see, but I also agree that like none of these relationships, I think the only one that would work without the third maybe would be Jemef and Dora. I think that Bethia and Dora need Jemef as the voice of reason to bodily stop Bethia from putting arm cannons on the human. <laughs> I think. And then Jemef and Bethia would just keep stealing their shit back and forth for the rest of their lives. There would be no tax breaks ever for this relationship. <laughs> and then... Jemef and Dora, I don't... I guess, like, maybe... There was probably a reason that they wouldn't work separate, like, on, on their own for some... But, like, Bethia just brings some fun and, like, 
new interesting things and like she's just so funny and quirky and she loves fried food like there's so many scenes where they're eating fried food it's so cute oh god and like dora's like i hope that they want to keep me and they're both like why would she want to stay with us because we're scary and Bethia's like i'm too much i've been told i'm too much my whole life and they're both like you're just enough you're perfect even though you do annoy the shit out of us sometimes. <laughs> and you're weird as shit. But, like, watching them, like, become comfortable with each other. This was such a swoony book, y'all. Like, five out of five. Five out of five. <laughs> this book had me really emotional. It was, like, Tuesday night when I finished. And I was like, oh, God. my heart. Oh, it, it grew no. three sizes that day. <laughs> it was I it was I was expecting so Bathia is a chaos queen like she is a danger by chaos queen and I Look was about a disaster bisexual yes there's a picture of Bathia in that fucking dictionary <laughs> and so I when I read it and I went into it I was like I was in there for chaos and hijinks and I was like, chaos and hijinks. And you get chaos and hijinks, but it was like, you just get so much more. Yeah, and was, I know. It was literally, oh. and the best part is like, none of them had to change. None of them had to change to be with each other. Like she, at the end of the book, Bethia is fully still a chaos disaster bisexual. Ten but one who can percent. communicate. They they work uh, on their communication. She's better. <laughs> She's better. When you start at the bottom, there's nowhere to go but up. That's true. That's there's very, very true. <laughs> when you start at the bottom with wanting to cut off someone's arms and give them arm cannons, it's it's only up from there. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was wonderful. So five out of five on swoons. Now. Oh, five out of five on pants feelings. Holy shit. <laughs> so they talk a lot about all this shit and that like, it's so wonderful. So they make an agreement at the very beginning that they will not have sex or like any like whatever, unless the three of them are involved. And then um, that lasts like not super long because... <laughs> Dora and Jamef realize they're like, we have to seduce Bethia. And so he basically gives Dora the go ahead. And because she's like, I'm going to go seduce Bethia because she. So the very. Oh, my God, y'all. The very first sex scene, they are. They go on their first date on the ship. And then they and Dora gets a little human drunk and decides that they should play truth or dare. And so they're playing truth or dare, and it's all fun and truths until Bathia says dare. And little drunk Dora goes, I want you to make Jameth come. Just so hot. Right into it. Let's do it. So then it's just delightful. Jameth is like laying back, and it's, it is so fucking hot. At one point, like they're both making out on his dick. 
And then at one point, Dora is being held on Jameth's lap with her legs over his legs, and he has his legs spread. And so Bethiah's going down on Dora while he's like touching up on her body, like hit, hit her back to his chest and his lap. Like, there, it went right in from the very beginning. Not like the beginning of the book. Okay. Like when, they, when they started having sex, they started having sex. <laughs> Ooh. Woo. Okay. So, yeah, it was pretty great. But the thing mm-hmm. that I've never seen in a book before. <gasps> so, Dora's like, I'm going to go seduce Bathia. And Jamef is like, go for it. So, she agrees to do shooting practice with Bathia. And then she's like, I want my reward to be a favor. Anything that I want. And Bathia's like, okay, wait. Absolutely, but also, like, conditions. You can't space me. And Dora's like, why would I space you? Like, and Bethiah's just like, I'm just saying that that's not on the on the table. And Dora's like, what? <laughs> why would I? Okay. And she goes, I want to take a shower with you. And Bethiah's like, because Bethiah, so Jameth and Dora came that first time. Bethiah, once they were like, okay, it's time for us to pleasure you, she's like, eh. Oh, because they have safe words, so she's safe words. So if you need a prompt, she's safe words, and it's um, casserole. <laughs> because Dora made a casserole for their date night, and Pathia and Jameth are like, oh, delicious. Well, Jameth's like, oh, delicious human food. And then he sees that Pathia's about to say how she really feels about it, and he's like, oh, no, don't you see it? Zip it. Zip it. So she casseroles. And so Dora's like, I want to take a shower with you. Cue. They're in the shower. Bethiah's like real uncomfortable and awkward. And she's like. "Uh And then they end up on the shower floor. And Dora is fingering her. But she can't find Bethiah's clit. Because Bethiah doesn't have a clit. Because she's a Masaka. And they don't have clits. And so she's trying to, she's like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, this is about to be the least sexy thing. Because I'm going to be like, Bathia, I need a quick anatomy lesson. And then Jameth shows up. <clears throat> and Jameth's like, hey, huns. Hey, mates. Hey, babies. And <laughs> Dora's like, perfect timing. How, will you, how do I, help me. I don't know how to. I don't I don't I don't know her pleasure spot. By the way, that's what um Bethia renamed Jameth's ship. It's called the pleasure spot. <laughs> um, obsessed. And I have never seen this in a book. He comes over and like gets down and he's like explaining it to her. And so like Dora's trying to reach her teensy little human fingers as far as she can because the Masaka pleasure spot is like He's like, I'll show you. And then he puts his hand in with her and then teaches her how to finger fuck Bathia. <laughs> they finger fuck her together in like the sexiest teaching way ever. And then once Dora gets it, Jameth is like, all right, I'll leave you to it. You have fun. And they're like, no, don't leave. And then the, she, Dora's like, make out with her. And so Jameth's just making out with Bathia and Dora's just fingering her little human heart out. It was real good. <laughs> there was, there were no bad sex scenes in this book. Nice. No. That is 
fucking wild. Oh, they were just all hot. So good. And like lots of them. You would not be like, I'm sure you're not shocked that there are a lot of sex scenes in a 600 page Ruby Dixon novel. It was fantastic. And it's just like all in all, it was wonderful. And they would like take turns with like one person being like, in the center of the sexual tornadoes and like oh it was just so good so five out of five on pants feelings there was not a there was not a dull moment and so, what about that ending though five out of five it's five out of five <laughs> so this because was this is a 20 it's a perfect 20 this is a perfect story. yes because in the end they take and there's so much i left out because like i said it's a 600 page book and there's like a huge plot in this book like all of like it's great um, and so much happens. Like Haley said, hijinks galore, just fantastic. At the very end, that ending though, I won't spoil it, but essentially I am, I'm about to spoil it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm about to Do spoil it. it. So the human reserve, they have two humans to drop off. So they drop off the humans and all the way up until this point, Dora's like, oh my God, they're going to leave me on the human reserve. Meanwhile, they're thinking to themselves, I mean, I if she wants to stay and be around other humans, I guess we can be farmers. I guess. So they're willing to like give up everything that they love because they love her so much. And then at the end, she's like, but I want to come with you. I want to learn to fly the ship. You're both bounty hunters. You need a getaway driver. And so they fly off into space to teach her how to fly spaceships so that she can hang out on the ship and be safe while they go get bad guys. And then she could be the getaway driver with the That's very cute. Are That's adorable. Oh my god. This is my first perfect writing. 20 out of 20 noms. This book is so beyond DTF that it is already fucked. Out of this it's world? Re- it's already fitted. It is out of this world. <laughs> I will do my best to pick something that's not alien next time. No promises. <laughs> that's fine. No need. No need. Let's get wrecked. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, hang on. Right, I do want to. I just wrecked. do want to like moment of silence for our first book that did not hit the not that hard to reach score of eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Which means the book is DTF. R I P. Maybe I need one of y'all to read it and tell me if it's. Oh no! I'm not reading it. Absolutely not. Oh my not gosh! A single friend willing. So I'll bet that there are people out there who deeply enjoy this book, and that's incredible. But I I know you well enough to be able to read through what you're not saying. And if I read through what you weren't saying and what you were saying for that, for that fact, um, and I thought it still was like up my, you, I hate a fucking baby. I don't want a surprise. Pet. That was enough Mm-mm. to fucking. I would have oh read it except, except for the surprise baby. I can't do a surprise. Uh, I do. Okay. I have complicated feelings about surprise baby. Okay. <laughs> I think the surprise babies really honestly would tipped me over. I think I would have been like, meh, it was, eh. Like, wish it would have been. We hotter. can't go back there with this. I'm so sorry no. to put this up, but no. I just. I, to yeah, do no, a we moment, have to. I can't. So, Kristen asked for divorce wrecks, and I have two for you. 
I have love. So she specifically asked for a love after divorce. My first one is a fan favorite of Raph by Rebecca Weatherspoon. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Talk about the ultimate love after divorce. Oh. That's such a good one. My God. So good. So I think that was my first Rebecca Weatherspoon. And at this point, I think I've read almost all except for her Sugar Baby series. That's, That's a good the only one. one I haven't read. I haven't read the whole thing, I but I read the to. first one. But we all know how I feel about the same couple of our multiple books. I'm good yeah. with the happily yeah. for now. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. Um, yeah, so that one for Love After Divorce, different couple. For a like second chance romance, I was going to recommend The Day of the Duchess by Sarah McLean. Which, talk about a fucking grovel. Kristen, he makes her an underwater ballroom. He, this man, grovels an (laughs) underwater ballroom. It's it's devastating. Trigger warning for, like, child loss Mm. and some other stuff. But infidelity. It's so good. Like, they go through through it like they truly truly go through it and you're like i don't know like you because like this is the third book in a series and so like you you learn about it in book one and then you're like how could he i will never forgive him and then it's seven years later and he and like himself he does it he redeems himself like it's incredible it's sarah mclean y'all sarah mclean but I will say this because she barges in. He's about to have her declared dead because she's been missing for seven years. And she barges in and says, fuck you. I'm not dead. I want a divorce. And it's like England times. And he's like, you can't just get a divorce. And she said, I can if the law will grant me one. And you're on the board. Like you're on the the seat thingy. Mm-hmm. And you're going to give me one, motherfucker, because I'm going to find you a new wife. And that's the plot. It's great. He, it's, she's like, that finding his new great. wife. It's very fun. I do think you should read the series to like yes. get the full effect. Okay. But very good. And definitely like love after almost divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to tack yeah. on to yeah. this because I also have love after divorce recommendations for you. One is, so I went on like a Cara D reading spree a couple of months ago. And I was reading all of because she has this big old universe. They're all contemporaries. They're just like... A lot of kink, a lot of um, queer, like all all sorts of stuff, and this and she has them. There's a chronological order on her mm. site, which means you're reading the series. There's like a couple, a bunch of different series out of order, but it's all like the timeline. I I'm such a slut for that. If I'm gonna read a series out of order, it's for that reason. <laughs> and so this one is Uncomplicated Choices by Kara D. So the divorce is actually happening in the book. So okay. to be clear, mm. it's real good though. I really like Carity. If you want, if you're looking for some angst, she's got she, mm. she's gotcha. And then also, <laughs> um, you I can't remember if you've read this. If you have it, you need to immediately put it on hold at the library. Weather Girl by Rachel Lynn Solomon. <gasps> yes, oh absolutely. God. Have read it is yeah. good. Definitely a uh, five star. That book is like way mm-hmm. up there on my list of books that I will love for the rest of my life. That book is 
devastatingly also, good. Matches single parent, matches neurodivergent peoples. Matt, all sorts of prompts can be filled by Weather Girl. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. Kristen also asked for the nano like book that started out as a nano rhymo prompt. I did. Um, and the only the first thing I thought of, and I wasn't sure if you've read it, I know Mariana has, was Love Hacked by Penny Reed. Oh I my haven't. god, yeah. Because the introduction for that book started out as a nano rhymo prompt about describing someone like fruit. And the introductory sentence is, he was bald in a way that made me think of both melons and sex. Tan suit, green tie, white shirt. Chuck was a honeydew. And (laughs) I was like, oh, that's good. Um, But I love that book and all of its stuff. And that's the Knitting in the City City series by Penny, uh, Penny Reed. I also have NaNoWriMo for you. This book actually is a YA. And it's been so long since I've read it. But this book inspired me to try my very first NaNoWriMo more than a decade ago. And it's The Forest of Hands and Teeth by Carrie Ryan. I don't know how it holds up. It's probably fine. <laughs> it's set in like a post-apocalyptic like fantasy world with zombies and everybody is like locked in or like they can't leave the town because they'll get attacked by zombies. And I have a very vivid memory of one book in the series. It's a trilogy um, where they live in tree houses Ooh. to stay away from the zombies. I might have to like when I was when I saw your prompt, I was like, I got you because I was like, I can be an author. And then I got like 3,000 words in and I was very proud of myself. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm halfway through the month. <laughs> and I was like, never mind. <laughs> I was also I'm like exhausted. I was also like 17. So like, And then also, uh, I know that you are a Rainbow Rowell fan, fangirl. Fangirl started as a NaNoWriMo. Oh, fan girl was yeah the I first draft. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Yep. Oh, I love fan girl. I love Carry On. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. Well, I remember we talked about that series like extensively, and so I was like, mm-hmm. oh hell yeah. And then moving on right on into Haley, you asked for space found family. Yeah. I had a list of a lot, and so <laughs> I narrowed it down. <laughs> And my number one is going to be the Drixonian series by Ella Maven. Ella Maven is incredible if you have not read Ella Maven. Um, All of the stuff that she's ever written is wonderful. But Drixonian is like, imagine a Sawqui motorcycle club. Oh, I started these on your recommendation. And they have kangaroo tails. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty fabulous. Like, it itches all of the scratches that I could have ever wanted. And then Ella Maven, I would just, this is, this isn't technically on my list of recommendations. I had to take it off, but I'm going to slide it in here anyway. I'm going to say, um, Ella Maven was like a direct line into Presley Hall. I devoured literally everything Ella Maven has ever written and then dove immediately into reading everything Presley Hall has ever written. So 
I tend to wreck them together. And then the other actual recommendation, see how I snuck, sneaky <laughs> snuck in a third? Uh, my other recommendation is the Monsters Love Curvy Girl series by Michelle Mills. They're like, it's another planet, but this is not a world where people are, well, I guess some people get like enslaved. I can't remember exactly, but it's just a bunch of things like his human nanny, his human organizer, his human whatever, and like stuff like that. And like, they're just, they're just romps. They're just fun. I enjoy them. So, <laughs> and all of the humans become like a little family. They love each other, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, we all ended up on this planet. I love you. Let's be best friends. We all live in the same suburb. Woo!" <laughs> oh, okay. I love it. I love it. Um, well, you wanted, um, left at the altar, right, <gasps> Sabrina? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a wreck for you okay. for left at the altar. And it's contemporary romance. It's What Comes After by Blair Lee. Uh Haley, I was going to recommend the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that, the literal opening of the book, the main character is a hairdresser. And she's doing the bride's hair and makeup. And the bride just starts, like, crying and, like, hyperventilating. Just like, I can't do this. And the hairdresser's like, uh, honey, but, like, don't cry. Like, I spent, like, two hours on your makeup. Um, Like, you're fine. You can do this. You're going to be great. She's like, no, you don't understand. I can't do this. And then, like, the soon-to-be, like, groom walks in and is like, is everything okay? Because, like, the like the ceremony was supposed to start, like, ten minutes ago. And then the bride turns around she's like, I'm so sorry. And then, like, she ended up having an affair and cheated on him and all this stuff comes out. And then he is left like, oh, shit. Um, so he is left at the altar. And then he does become friends with the heroine, who is the hairdress- hairdresser. And eventually it's a, a friends to lovers uh, situation. But he is very, very much left at the altar. So um, I think that qualifies if you haven't read it yet. Yes. Confession. Um, this is the book that I recommend for left at the altar to other people. Because <laughs> okay. I love that book so much. That book we is all. a masterpiece. We're going to uh, wreck the same book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that all four of it's us are just, like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. It's just all right. so well, it sounds film. like we have our first TBR-approved recommendation. Recommend- truly. For, <laughs> like, all three of you. All right, so if you have not yet read What Comes After by Blair Lee, yeah. Read it. Um, Mariana, you asked for Bachelor Bachelorette Party recommendations. Oh, I had yes, I chose Shenanigans by Serena Bowen. So it's part of the Brooklyn Hockey Series. Oh, my God. I didn't yeah. realize that was Bachelor Bachelorette. It, it, well, so here's the thing. They get married in Vegas. So they're at a party that they didn't know was their Bachelor Bachelorette party. And then they get married. <laughs> this is why Kristen is the queen of 
make it fit. <laughs> she will make it fit no now. matter what. It gon' fit. I love it. It gon' fit. <laughs> I have a more direct <laughs> bachelor, <laughs> but I love that. Um, husband material. I know you put it down for a hot minute mm. by Alexis Hall. Oh, There's a ton I of bachelor did. parties. That does start with a bachelor party. I don't know if I am mentally ready to pick that, that up. I understand. Because but yeah. to just as a little, at, like, a, this is the pickle shot to my uh, Jameson recommendation. Um, <laughs> if you're looking for a reread, Neanderthal seeks human. Oh, true. Neanderthal seeks humans. A good option. Hmm. I'm going to look into it some more. Maybe I'll read husband material. I'm, I was listening to it, but uh, I feel like we're being very foreboding about it. I can't do parental death currently. Just to be transparent for a listener, because we're very like, yeah, it's okay if you put it down. Like, it's hard. And it's like, no, that's a delightful author and a delightful book. I just personally can't do parental death currently. So, anyways, feel like I need to make that disclaimer as we were all like, yeah. <laughs> to be clear, you can also cut out my recommendations because Kristen gave you a great suggestion since we're doing a Serena Bowen reread anyway. So, to be clear. Yeah. We are doing, and I need to restart my Serena Bowen reread. I don't, I'll have to. Oh, I went ahead without you. I started True North. Yeah. You read oh, all the way s- to True North? No, I stopped Brooklyn Bruisers and picked up True North and got through one through four True North. And you didn't even <laughs> tell me? I did tell you at some point I was going on. Oh, you said she that definitely told you. No, yeah. thank you. you said that you were <laughs> thank debating. You. you were like, I think I might pick up a True North. Oh, Sabrina, if I'm ever saying I'm debating, it's already downloaded, and I'm like, I'm debating. <laughs> Open book. Like, my finger okay. is hovering over, and I'm like, this is me letting you know I love you. Bye. It's fine. I haven't been in the mood for that reread in months, and I'm so I, sorry. Well, I wasn't in the mood for Brooklyn Bruisers anymore, but I really, really wanted That's to read book I... two of the True North series. Yeah. And I'm I really prefer just, the True North series. I'm just debating. You can skip the bruisers. I mean, I've read them all before. They're cute. They're fine. We read like four, but there's like seven of them now. I do want to read the ones that I I do. Well, so I do want to. There's like 13 or 14. Yeah, there's a lot of them. No! Because here's the thing. There's like three or no, no, no. There's like five. That's technically Brooklyn bruisers. Then there's Brooklyn. Yes. That's Brooklyn hockey. And now she has a new hockey series that's MM. And you got the new guy and Time to Shine. And they are yeah. also Brooklyn Bruisers, but it, they're gay. Well, wait, I wanted to get to New Guy. That was the only reason I was holding. Oh, it's an, it's like Bruisers. a spinoff series. So I don't think oh. you have to read all of the Brooklyn Sabrina, hockey. Sabrina, fuck it. Let's just like. You <laughs> also, let me know when you want to read New Guy because I have it. I just haven't read it yet. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Okay, we'll let you know. We'll anyway, yeah, that's all cuttable. But anyway, <laughs> that was just. That's oh yeah, sorry. No, you're this fine. Is very no, important just like, book information. No, it is important book information. No, I am. I'm gonna end up finally ended up reading rereading it. But I'm just gonna let's just 
We'll just squee at each other at where since we've all since both of us have read all of them already, we can just squee at each other as we're reading them, and it doesn't have to be together yeah. anymore. I'm not good. At no, I want it to be together. Together. Okay. <laughs> together, well, but like on my together because you read really fast. That sounds really mean, but you read so fast that I'm just like, no, so that's fine. That's the, not a problem. No, that's the that's that's always the plan. I literally I would like finish the book and then I'd be like, just let me know when you're done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like, well, it's fine if I'm like five books ahead because that's a weekend for Sabrina. Well, so. it's more than that because I'm going to finish in the order that we had originally planned on. So I'll catch so up you're eventually. you're going to finish Brooklyn Bruisers? Yeah, because I want to read the ones that I haven't read yet. Oh, well, fuck. Okay, I'll go back. <laughs> I'll you go back. Read all of them. Just read the ones that you haven't read yet when I get there. Okay, maybe that's all I'll do. Okay, we'll figure it out. We'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. Does anybody have any more recommendations for these requests? Unfortunately, I do not. I looked and I couldn't find any that I thought really were. Full disclosure. I did what was on the tippy top of my brain. That was it. Full disclosure, some of those recommendations I fully had to outsource. I was like, fuck. I don't know. I don't know. So I was like, anybody, like, the minute y'all ask for it, if I don't have a tag for it, I'm like, I've never read a book with that in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just now remembered that the player and the pixie in the Penny Reed L.H. Causeway rugby series has a bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that counts. And that's one of my favorite books. And I loved it. That is a good um, book. I haven't read that in a long time. Oh, it's so good. I think I should reread it. Um, and then I don't know. I just if I should recommend this on here because it's not one of our recs. But hi, if you are out there and you have not yet read "Pucking Around" by Emily <gasps> Rath, thank mm-hmm. you for bringing it up. Um, mm-hmm. You, yeah, have to read that book. It is everything you want a reverse harem menage a trois to be why choose um yeah it is it is why choose it is it reminds me of so there's this picture that has floats around social media i just sent it to the group chat i don't know if it went through (laughs) um where it's called the cursed woman 1859 by francois octave tessere yes and that is by Emily Rath. It is nuanced and beautiful and the communication. The communication mm. and just just the relation like it is so good and so well done. So and to bring it back around, what are some types of prompts that would fit? I'll bet there's a lot. Oh gosh. Oh we have the same job. Why choose? Um, oh God, friends to lovers, uh, hot finish heroes, hot finish heroes, hot finish heroes, One astrology, like, like Taurus, oh, like, astrology, because the there's a lot of mentions of like star signs and stuff. Yeah. In it. Yeah. She's a Zodiac um, bitch. She is a Zodiac Yeah. She's bitch. a Zodiac bitch. Um, hot I'm for doctor. Um, yeah. Ooh, hot for doctor. Yes. 
everyone's hot for doctor um golden retriever hero because one of them Mm. is just oh my god an adorable golden retriever oh Oh, just some of his quotes it's so funny because you said earlier that jake is such a forgettable name but Mm -hmm. jake Jake. is (laughs) but the golden retriever i know he's a good boy he is a good boy he's the best boy Uh, Sabrina you have to read this book also this has led me I am now getting ready to read Emily Rath's Alcott Hall series which is another why choose but Regency (gasps) oh oh shit I love a Regency why choose (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. fuck yeah let me just write that What's our prompt for next month? Next time, we are going to see if we can find any DTF books for breaking the fourth wall. Oh, yeah. How long do you guys think we can do this, like, number correlation thing going? Uh, As long as we possibly fucking can. We're going to make it fit. That's right. (laughs) So, until next time, Romnivores. Stay hungry. Read voraciously. And don't forget your sunscreen. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.